Hello and welcome to Parking Thought. I'm Jacob and I'm glad you're here today. In this episode, we're going to be talking about humility. This is a hard episode to write because I have no idea how I'm going to market it and share it with people who aren't already subscribed. So I'm going to ask you, our great listeners, to take a minute and maybe share this out with somebody, not as a hint that they need to be more humble, but maybe as a hint that uh, you found something that added value to your day and want to share it with them. One of the memories I have from being in the military was a classroom setting with a bunch of young military officers. We were all introducing ourselves and one of the guys in the room decided that we needed to laugh to break things up. He did the typical stating his name and some forgettable fact like his favorite ice cream. And then he said with great deadpan voice that his biggest challenge in life was he had very few things he could be humble about because he was so good at everything. The entire classroom roared. We shared a moment and we created a shared memory. Those shared memories are connections that happen when you're willing to create space to be with others. Otherwise, you're simply living your life on your own. Humility means many things, but it's also acknowledging the opportunities for togetherness and growth that we see everywhere in our lives. In each episode of this show, we tend to ask questions and explore the answers and look at the good things in the world. Those questions are a sign of humility. That's one of the reasons that I can share such the things I find in everyday life with such excitement. There's a lot of joy to be found in the world. What is the point of all that joy if we can't share it with others? Oftentimes, we're hesitant to show how many opportunities we have to grow. We hide these opportunities out of fear of rejection or ridicule, but those who ridicule are the ones who are ignorant. And I love how Goldratt talks about experts. He said, an expert is not someone who gives you the answer. It is someone who asks you the right question. Surely, if an expert is the the person trained to find good questions, those experts wouldn't make fun of those learning to ask good questions. After all, questions are an acknowledgement of an opportunity to grow. For me, asking questions is a sign of humility. Only accepting part of the answer is oftentimes how I display my pride. In myself and each of my children, I've noticed they get frustrated by the choices that others make and how they are impacted by those choices in their lives. So-and-so said this or did that and impacted me has become a theme with our older and younger children. I think it's because as a family, we consume a lot of scripted or edited content. And that's a nice way of saying that we watch a lot of TV, YouTube, TikTok, and we listen to audiobooks. The problem here isn't what the other person did, but our expectations. People in real life aren't the performers we often see on our screens or listen to or read about in books. Like humility, we're in control of how we set up our expectations. Whenever we need to reframe things, it's a good idea to find a reference point. And for much of my life, I intentionally go to extremes as my reference points. So in this case, where someone else's choice negatively impacts your life, consider for a moment those people who were rounded up in World War II and sent off to concentration camps. Holocaust victims and Japanese Americans had other people's choices negatively impact their life. How does that compare to what you're dealing with? Are you humble enough to let others make their own choices? Do they impact you so terribly that you can't overcome them and have faith that they did their best? In my lifetime, I was lucky enough to meet someone who was in prison during World War II, and he was one of the most positive people I've ever known. If you aren't humble, whatever empathy you claim is false and probably results from some arrogance or the desire to control. But true empathy is rooted in humility and the understanding that there are many people with as much to contribute in this life as you. 
So let's talk about seeing the contribution of others. When you embrace humility, it's easy to see the contribution of others and realize that you're not alone. How often do we feel better when we realize that we're not alone? And I, I love here the story of Elijah in 2 Kings chapter 6 in the Bible. The story comes at a time of violence in human history. Instead of resolving conflicts through collaboration, they resolve conflicts through the sword. And instead of people incentivized to create products and gain wealth to build influence, they would build armies that could transport that influence from one place to another. In 2 Kings 6, a great army arrived at night with horses and the tanks of the ancient world, the chariot. They surrounded the city where the prophet Elijah and his household and servants were. And one of Elijah's servants, seeing the army before them, panicked. And Elijah responded with great words of comfort. Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. This scripture in 2 Kings is both powerful from a standpoint of faith and language. But it also begs us to ask the question, how often do we miss seeing those who are with us? When we're in our Zoom calls or other meetings, it's often easy for us to feel isolated and alone. There are lots of great opportunities to recognize that we are working together. And one technique we use with our teams is to run stand-up meetings to coordinate work and create a sense of togetherness. Leaders at any level can create those opportunities of togetherness. And I believe you can provide that type of leadership without having to have a particular title. But let's pretend for a moment that you did. And let's talk about the political pressure that can sometimes come from being in those positions. As we've said before, humility is 100% in your control, but often the political perspective of our environments discourages humility. We don't want to admit when we have opportunities to grow. Those who participate in professional politics are probably the most impacted by this. The system emphatically discourages humility in their personal and professional personas. This doesn't mean that personally they don't apply the principle, but our political system is so strong it doesn't value the qualities that help make us our best selves. New York's politics are specifically good examples of this pressure. In New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo is an excellent example of how this pressure impacts a person at the state level. The system discourages humility, and in 2020 exposed this system in a big way. We knew early on a year ago, that vulnerable populations for COVID were those with existing conditions such as obesity, lung and heart complications, and especially the elderly. That makes Como's choice to send 6,300 positive COVID patients back to rest homes questionable at best. And with that choice's consequences looming, his staff hid the numbers on the death toll that ensued. In any role of authority, there's a high amount of political pressure to remain and having an appearance of competence and it leads to some poor choices. When it comes to nailing the appearance of competence, Cuomo takes the cake. He earned an Emmy for his press briefings. He also has a book coming out about leadership during COVID, which appears to be headed to the publishers before the leadership he provided can be properly evaluated. I can't judge this man's ability to be humble across all the opportunities and aspects of his life, but I can call out the systems that encourage and support this type of behavior. This political example is an extreme one. But in each of our lives, similar pressures exist to encourage us to trump up our past accomplishments instead of embracing our growth opportunities. Simply saying that humility is something you're in control of is certainly true, but if that were the only thing we said, it would seem like each of us could completely 180 the systems that encourage our very lack of humility. 
And that's asking too much. That's asking the person to tackle the great challenges ahead by being alone. And that's not how change works. And that's not how humility works, where you recognize the opportunity for togetherness. Any system that needs to change doesn't generally change by an edict from on high. It usually changes from a collection of smaller choices that build to a critical mass. Even when you may be able to pinpoint a speech that made a difference, it was often after thousands or millions of people worked hard to make that speech possible. Would I have a dream resonate with an audience that wasn't there? We put a lot of pressure on the individual if we claim it's only their responsibility to be more humble without changing the system that they're a part of. Shifting responsibility to one person is disingenuous at best. Instead, each of us can help make steps towards building the critical mass that will help us create a more constructive society. We can build the reality that let others say, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. You can demonstrate humility in your daily life by admitting when you're wrong or admitting when you learned something. Admitting you need help are some of the most powerful ways to help share this principle and create an environment of humility, trust, and self-honesty. Another way we can help is to celebrate the courage it takes to be humble. When you see someone asking for help, rehearse your response so they don't feel guilty or inconvenient for asking. Those sighs of inconvenience go a long way to discourage others. How can you help someone else's request feel welcomed as a part of your daily life? If you'd like to share the steps that you might take to help move us towards a more positive future, feel free to leave a comment below wherever you find this episode or using the link for the show notes over at ParkingThought.com. ParkingThought is your favorite.com. If you visit there, you can never go wrong. In preparing for this episode, I came across a great quote that I'd like to share with you now. With pride, there are many curses. With humility, there are many blessings. I hope all of us can enjoy the blessings that come from this principle. I'm Jacob, and I want to say thank you for joining us on our journey to a better future. And to remember, in a world where you can choose to be anything, why not choose to be grateful? <music>